What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? And thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Drop-In. You know, uh, the, the COVID thing changed everything. Um, my guest and I were out, out in the little conference area talking to the CEO of NRM. And, and really, you have to think outside the box right now. Right now, you really have to think, what are the opportunities there? What can I do? I know you have the time. Do some research. You know, think outside the box. And I'm not a big fan of the cliche statements, but that one is very apropos. You know, I've spent the last three months studying markets and doing different things for the Purple Heart brand and figuring out how I can reach more of a, uh, an audience and, and, and build brand recognition across the globe. And no matter what you want to do, in today's world, it's at the click of a mouse. You can find out whatever it is. And so think about that because we we're having a, a rad conversation about all these crazy possibilities and, and it, it's just nuts. And, and um, today uh, on, on the show, I have a good friend of mine, um, the motivational cowboy Johnny D, and his, his life has changed as well. You know, I, I wanted to focus the month of September on entrepreneurial type people. Uh, if you didn't see, Tuesday I was on his show, <laughs> and we just had a great time. We had a great time. It was entertaining. My mom called me on the way home from the studio, and she said it was the best show. She loved it. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to invite Johnny on my show, and, and we're going to talk. Yes, we're going to have a good time like we did on his show, but I really wanted to talk about how he's changing things for his career, and I'm going to pick his brain for a second to say what gave you the courage to make that jump from the security of a nine-to-five to doing your own thing and speaking all over the world. So without any more out of my mouth, Johnny D, thank you so much for coming in to hang out today on The Drop-In, man. Listen, you said that we were just going to have fun. You didn't tell me I had to think today. A little bit, a little bit, because I want to keep with the entrepreneurial kind of mindset. Yeah. But uh, how's your day going, man? It's sort of overcast and gray and crappy outside. Look at this. It is the first time I put a hoodie on this year. It's the best clothing, though. I love it. I love it. I put it. I I walked outside. I had a T-shirt on. I was like, ooh, mm, not happening today. It's right (laughs) at that. You know, the mid '60s. If the wind blows, going to be a little bit chilly. Yeah. But um, you know what? Since I since I was prefacing what I'm talking about in in the month of September last week, I had Sarah Kretzky on the show. Great show, by the way. Oh, dude, she amazing. Her story was freaking phenomenal, and she's building like two businesses. And and I thought, you know, that's rad. Next week. Uh, I'm working on a couple of special guests for next week who are who have started businesses who have stepped away from their nine to five to do what they're passionate about and 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 with you here, you know, you've spoke all over the country. I mean, you 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 really have have inspired thousands. You've five albums. I mean, you've done a ton of books. Uh, what is, you know, have you had to shift your mindset with the way COVID has affected uh, the world? It's so funny. You know how I am with, with my marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to to do my own marketing and stuff like that. I have, uh, you know, some friends that help me with videos and stuff. But I'll tell you what, it hit me a week or two ago when I had to put, for the first time, virtual speaker. Yeah. And I was like, it hit me. I was like... No, no. I'm just a keynote speaker. I'm a guest speaker. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker. I'm not a virtual speaker. And it's like, I am. Mm -hmm. I am a virtual speaker now. Well, Who, Who would have ever thought in a million years, after 23 years in this business, like you said, five books, I mean, I mean, two books, five CDs, 
to virtual speaking. That means, just like you asked me, you, you, you said, Johnny, what's it going to be like for you when you're used to speaking in front of thousands of people to a computer? Yeah. Like we've been doing our show from our living room. So it's sort of like training ground <laughs> for what's to come, That's really. Right. So, so be, you know, having this show here and having my other podcast, that has really shown me what I need to do as a virtual speaker. Well, and and I think the con- fun, right? and the content shifts a little bit. You know, I have to speak on the 23rd of this month for yeah. uh, the Rotary, and I have 20 minutes. <laughs> I have 20 minutes, and, and there's some cool parts to being able to sit by myself and like I, I think I mentioned on your show so I can get all carrot top and pull props in and whatnot <laughs> but I'm a very animated speaker and I feed off the audience right. as most speakers do that's what I do and so now it's your job to stoke your own fire there because it, there may not be that immediate response as you're moving along so speaking of that uh, usually I have somebody with me at every one of my talks you know um, somebody that goes with me and takes care of everything Besides the speaking, for which me. I have done yeah. that with you, right? I know you've been that guy for me. Yep. And um, and and you just worry about the speaking. Um, and sometimes it'd be like you coming in the back. You know what I mean? Uh, saying, "Okay, dude, you're you know you're on in five, you're on in two, you know, and me and you pumping me up or or, or the other people." But here, it's like you have to make that phone call, twenty or thirty minutes, or put on some incredible music before your show because mm-hmm. or b- before you speak behind the computer. Yeah. Because yeah. I feed off everybody. And sometimes you can't even see the people in front of you. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it, you know you, you see the little boxes of all the faces, but then some sometimes people don't like they they mute it and they mute their video too. So you don't see nothing. And it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's like am I am I making a difference? Am I not? Here's the thing, G. Um like just doing this show or doing virtual speaking. What the coolest thing was last night, I was having um, um, an adult beverage with with my neighbor. Uh, he's retired. He lives, you know, uh, across the street in on the other corner. And um, I'm sitting there, and we're having a conversation. And my phone goes off, and it was a message from somebody that had listened to one of my podcasts, and then got hooked on him. And he says, I just want to let you know you made a difference. I have fun every time I listen to one of your shows. Well, now, I'm, not, I'm not bragging, but it makes you feel good. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't wait to come into the studio today. And then I woke up, and then there was another one, another one, and another one. And it was like people get it when you're having fun. So I hope this excitement inside me right now is coming out on camera. Well, and the cool <laughs> thing, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. As soon as you got into it, I, I'm like, I know where this is going because we all like instant gratification. One of the great things, you know, if you do a Facebook Live, you get people interacting mm-hmm. immediately, and it and it's done. You know, with uh, virtual stuff like like uh, the drop in, like your show, it could be six months down the road, and somebody you know drops you a line and says, you know, I saw your interview with you know Johnny D from you know whatever. What's today? September 10th, and. It, you you said one thing that really inspired me, and yeah. here's where I'm at. So the content is there in perpetuity versus that you know live 45 minutes. Yeah. And then if somebody's not filming after that 45 minutes, the moment is gone, that's which right. that's special too. But with this, 
anybody can go to nrmstreamcast.com, go to the drop-in, or go to the Motivational Cowboy yep. Show and see the whole library, see any show either one of us has ever produced, and it's there forever. So make sure you do that. Make sure you go check out all of the shows because there's there's some that that'll resonate with you and some that will not. But it is it is our, our landscape is changing from the workforce to the way you and I come across the entertainment. We are talking about music, how that is going to move forward, live venue stuff. It's going to be an interesting 5, 10, 15 years because of technology and the way things are going. Gerald, can I just say, just real quick, and I know you don't like compliments and I don't want you to start crying on me or anything else, but I do want to just say how proud I am of you for everything that you've done. And I remember you coming to me five years ago and you're like, hey, I want to be a motivational speaker. I've done this, I've done that, and I've watched you grow. And I just want to say... That I'm proud of you. Oh, well, thank okay. you, I would sir. call you a kid, but you're my age. Yeah, thank you. Well, we get along pretty good, and I think, you know, uh, Elon Musk calls it the five, five chimps theory. You're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Johnny and I talk on a regular basis a couple times a week, and we're, you know, bouncing ideas off each other, and that's really... What you have to do. If, if, if all of your friends are, are working $10 an hour jobs and that's what you're used to, that's where you'll stay. And you start branching out. Next thing you know, you're meeting this guy who's making hundred grand, or this guy or this person who's doing that. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I'm still looking at, at Johnny's stuff. I'm looking at Tony Robbins. I'm looking at the best speakers, the best motivational people on the planet and saying, what can I grab from what they do? What yeah. can I grab from what they do and give it my own flavor because nobody can be you. That's your power. You are the only person that can be you. I'm the only person that can be me. And and and, and I told you stories. that years ago. Yeah, you did. I told you that and I'll never forget that. I was, I was having that conversation with you. Uh, I was in my kitchen, you were wherever you were and uh, I'm like, "Listen, nobody can be you. Nobody knows your story like yeah. Gerald. Nobody can tell your story like you." So it doesn't matter where you are or who you are or where you are in your life. You have a story. You have a story. And, and if you don't mind, G, I just want to take a second because I was thinking about this uh, because we both have shows here. And we're always looking for guests. All the time. And, and, and so if you, if you uh, think that you know, you're, you're like, hey, I, I want to be a guest. I, I want to go hang out with these guys. Or I want to go hang out with Gerald on his show. Or I wanna, Johnny, I want to hang out with you on your show. And I have a story. Listen, at the end of the day, I mean, you can reach me at, you know, motivationalcowboy.com. My, my email is johnnyd at motivationalcowboy.com, Facebook, Motivational Cowboy. Listen, if you know somebody, get a hold of me. I want you to be on my show. You don't have to be a, a, a speaker that travels all over the world. That's not what I'm even looking for. I mean, if you are and you want to be on the show, Tony Robbins, if, you, if you're watching right now and you want to be on the show, I'm cool with that. But here's the thing. Gerald, we all have a story. Everybody. That's why fact, I, I, I just I, got a phone call today from a young lady, a young lady that her dream was to get in the racing business. Right? The racing business. She went to school for it. She, part of uh, her schooling was to learn welding. She fell in love with welding, and now she's working at one of the biggest drag racing teams in Michigan and around the world. She's going to be on the show. I, I called her. I'm like, you, you are inspiring. And she's like, me? I'm like, yes. 
you, Courtney, you. And she's like, I would be honored to be on your show. I'm looking for people, and I know you are too, that are just different. But it's fun. You, you said in the beginning, look outside the box. We want people that are outside the box. Well, this platform <laughs> Sorry, is, I get going. is rad. No, no, you're exactly <laughs> right. What, what has been a, a blessing for me is, you know, I've been with NRM almost two years yeah. and, and have got... Uh, I, I can't even put it into words how, how rad it is to come in here and sit at the table and have people come in, have people Skype from around the country. But I just reached out to a, a gentleman named Richard Kirby, and he inspired me in the late 90s. He was a pro skater for Santa Cruz, I think, at the time. And now he's a tattoo artist, and he's doing his thing. And I said, dude, it'd be rad to have you on the show. And he messaged back, anytime, G. And I'm like, bam! You know? And, and so, like, for me, it's, it's a lot of times bringing in the people that have inspired me and are yeah. still pushing their own personal envelope because that's that's what I try to do with the drop-in. I try to uh, bring in people who are living their passion, who have, have taken some uh, very, very risky steps at times in their lives to go after what their dream was. And it doesn't always work out exactly the way we pictured out in our head. I, cannot, I can honestly say my life in the last 20 years isn't the way I pictured it. Not that I had anything pictured, but I could have never dreamed of what has gone on the last two decades, we just have to go for it sometimes. And that's what's rad about uh, any guest on the drop-in, any guest that's ever sat across the table from me has has told a story similar to that. They loved weaving sweaters. They loved playing music. They loved whatever it was and turned it into their passion, and that's rad. And it had nothing to do with money. Uh, Nothing. 99.9% of the time, I'm going to say 100% of the time, it was passion-driven and yeah. the money came. Listen, at the end of the day, uh, people are like, what do you want to accomplish? I already did. I've done more in my life than most people have would ever dream of and times it by five. Yep. I could literally, I mean, I hope this doesn't happen. I can die on the way home and know that, you know what? I did everything I wanted to do. Up to this point, I agree. I agree 100%, you know. And, uh, you know, you give me a great segue because (laughs) you're you're talking about what what you've done. And if you you had the chance to see us together on Tuesday... Johnny always brings in the most wacky questions. He did it to me when I was a guest on his show, I don't know, a year ago or something. So I, he's like, dude, write down some questions like I do. I, I don't always do that, but I did write down like five, six questions. And one of the questions I had written down was, um, do you have a a bucket list kind of destination where you want to speak? Like yeah. I, I met the, the folks from NRM at TEDx Detroit mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. And I volunteered at TEDx because eventually I want to speak there. Yeah. That's, that's my bucket list platform. I want, to, I want to give that 11, 12-minute speech on the TEDx stage anywhere, TEDx mm-hmm. any city or the one in San Francisco. Do you have a bucket list uh, destination, location, company you would love to, to speak in front of? So I have spoke in every single state except for Hawaii and Alaska. So my goal is to not just go to Hawaii, because I can do that. You know what I mean? I have miles. I have money. I, I can do that. In Alaska, I was booked to go to Alaska this year. No way. And um, uh, speak for a bunch of schools there. And um, so Hawaii and Alaska is on my bucket list. But I want to go there and speak. I don't want to just go on vacation. Now, if I hang out there afterwards for a week, that's fine. 
But Hawaii and Alaska is the two places I have not spoken in the United States. All right. See, outside of TEDx, you know, I want to go to India. Like, that's that's the spot just because the whole Buddhist background. Yeah. I want to I check that out. But uh, but TEDx for me, that's what sort of uh, relit my fire to get back on stage and, and, and publicly get out there. Well, let me throw one at you. Where's the coolest place that you have spoken so far? Could have been Racine, Wisconsin. Like, and that sounds strange, but it was just an awesome, awesome setting, yeah, awesome environment, yeah. everything like that. Um, and they don't, they don't, that's the cool yeah. part. They don't all have to be big. Uh, I'll give you the best one. And this is, this is straight out of the Johnny D textbook right here. I was in the mountains of Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, right? And, and I spoke in, in, in those, in that part of the country, everybody is in one school. So right. it's, it's elementary, high school, everything, everybody's in there. And I, I, I give my, you know, my half hour, you know, motivational talk and, and it's cool and everything goes smooth. You know, it was great. I had a great, great time. And the best part of that one, and I'll never forget it because of this, the principal sent me a letter about a month after that. And, you know, it was all on letterhead. And I'm like, what's he telling me? Just thank you for being there. Well, there was a gentleman that was going to school there. And um, both his mom and dad were in prison. His grandmother was raising him. He showed up rarely to school, like borderline truant. And... uh and he happened to be there the day I spoke. And I, I always donate a skateboard wherever I speak, and, and especially at schools. I'll say, you know, uh, anybody who shows up for a month straight, let them put their name in. So it's not – you're not the best – you're not getting straight A's. Right, yeah, yeah. But you just have to show up. And so anybody who shows up, they put their name in, draw the name, win the skateboard. And um, – they said after I spoke there, man, that kid's like, I'm going to be like Gerald Valley. Showed up every day. Uh, they gave him the skateboard, bought him some skateboard shoes. And uh, this was, you know, six, seven years ago. But, but that, you know, every time you step on stage, it doesn't matter if you inspire the whole audience. There's one person. That's, it. that's all that matters. One that's person. It. And that dude made my day. I'm like, that's why I do this for that, got that guy. So Saudi Daisy, Tennessee was awesome. Okay. I was in Georgia. And I, just, I have to tell you mine, just, yeah. be, just because it was so cool. Again, wasn't the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of, um, but I was in a um, correctional institute. So for the juvenile, um, I walked in, you know, blazer, you know, nice pants, the whole deal. I walked in, and it was like they padlocked the doors behind me. I mean, I was basically in a jail. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I fly in. I think I'm going to go speak for a bunch of kids, which they were. And um, my opening joke flops. So mentally already I'm thinking, oh, man, this is, like, this is not going to go well. You know? And there's only like maybe 12 adults sitting in the front. And uh, they didn't even laugh. And like, mentally I was like, okay, I got, I got to do this. Start getting into my presentation. And, and, and Gerald, um, there was a guy there. Um, and he kept like, you know, there's... There's always somebody, and I know it could be an adult, it could be a kid, but gets everybody else going in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a negative way. Well, I've always known that I have these, these blue eyes that just will pierce through anybody. So my next story, I thought to myself, you know what? He was sitting on top of the bleachers, and he was just yap, 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 getting everybody else going, and it was like he was just rude. So I just stared at him, told the whole story, just looking right at him, moving back and forth. Never move. Jerk, dude. Right. <laughs> I, right, right. So, but here's what happened. I wasn't mean. I wasn't I'm calling him out or anything funny. else. But 
um, all of a sudden he sits down halfway through. Not a peep. Not a peep out of him the next 35 minutes. He was the first one to stand up and said, this guy needs a standing ovation <laughs> and clapping his hands. Just like you, back in the day, they used to send you a letter. It wasn't an email. It wasn't right. you know what handwritten I mean? letter. <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, oh, boy, what did I say wrong? With the, you know what I mean? It was the guy that was in charge of the whole prison for kids or whatever, correctional institute. And uh, he goes, I just want to thank you because for the last month and a half, there hasn't been one fight in our whole whole place. He says, and not only that, but he says, when people are acting up, he goes, we hear people going, that's not very outstanding. Uh-huh. And, and so I knew that I made a difference yeah. to that one boy. But that one boy internally made a difference from two. Yep. Those two turned into four. Those four turned into eight. And it just multiplies. Well, and you just never know. You right. never know um, who you're going to inspire. Uh, when, yeah. you know, and, and, and this is uh, leading me into my another question I had for you because uh, it always blows me away when I'm recognized in public yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes it's, it's pulling into a gas station and people be like, are you Carol Daly or whatever? And uh, early on, you know, with my pro skateboarding career, I used to, you know, middle fingers, I was punk rock, <laughs> F you. And then I turned turn pro and I'm like, you know, there's, there's a young, <clears throat> young, uh, subsect of, of, of kids around here who are looking up to me. So I, I quit wearing some of the risque stuff because I'm like, you know, if I'm in Blockbuster or whatever and and looking for a video, a kid comes up, hey, Gerald, and I look turn around to meet his, you know, mom or dad, and I have a big middle finger, F you or something, that doesn't go very well. Right. Um, but has there, what is the, you know, the, the oddest situation, randomest place that you've ever uh, been recognized out in the wild? Great question. Um it would have to be, you know, I, I, I fly a lot, or I did up until March. Yeah. <laughs> well, 75 to 100,000 miles a year. But um, it was probably sitting in an airport. This was like, it was cool and creepy at the same time. And uh, I'm sitting there, <clears throat> and, and um, all of a sudden I see this, like, guy, and he's, like, checking me out. Like, and I was like, ooh, like, okay, like, what's, what's this all about? And he's walking back and forth. He sits over here. He sits over there. And I'm like, like, what's going on? But so I'm like, oh, he's just, there's somebody around. You know what I mean? It's not me. So he, um, all of a sudden, he must have got on my social media because he recognized me. Mm-hmm. And then my stuff is on my bags, on my, you know, everything. And uh, he comes over and sits right next to me. And he goes, I knew it. I knew it. You're the motivational cowboy. Where's your cowboy hat? And it was kind of like, it was cool and creepy at the same time that right. I was sitting there all by myself. But I tell you what, man, as far as like making you feel good, this guy's like, I saw you speak like eight months ago and you're awesome. You know, I got my kids saying outstanding. It, it was just, yeah, that yeah. was probably like one of those times that I can remember. Especially when it's random. Yeah. You know, it when it's like- random. There's a gentleman I ran into in the gas station and we ended up becoming friends. We're friends to this day and it's just cool. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, you know, I watched one of your videos. It inspired me. And, and you know, Ryan and I, you know, trade emails, go skate sometime. And I'm yeah. like, uh, that, that, that's cool, you know. But uh, I, that, this time goes by so Don't fast. tell me the 25 minutes is almost no, up. No, we have like a minute and 45 seconds, what? dude. Like, it, 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 it's so rad, but yet it, it flies by. Like, it seems like we've been sitting here for five minutes. And I'm sure with John and with myself, 
as as like he's telling the story about speaking in prison, I'm thinking of this other story where I spoke for the you know uh, United Way and had to go had to think of creative ways to inspire a classroom full of folks who wanted to sleep the whole time. Yeah. And they told me that coming in. They're yep. like, they're going to sleep. So this is our, my callback to the beginning of my show, <laughs> that sometimes you have, to, you have to think outside the box. At that one, I showed up in a three-piece suit and tried to get those guys to, to I, I, I specifically said, don't tell them what I do for a living. Do not. And I walked in with a three-piece suit and a suit in a briefcase, and I, I asked the guys, what do you think I do? And they're like, insurance salesman. You know, parole officer, this, that, and the other thing. And as I started my speech, I uh, started taking off my jacket. And next thing you know, the tattoos come out, the wingtips come off, and a pair of vans go on. And they perked up a little bit, and I kept them awake. And the, the principal's like, you kept them awake for 45 minutes. I'm like, I did do that. Listen, am I, are you going to let me come back for the other 25? Yeah, we'll do part two. We oh, got like 30 seconds Okay, listen, here. then I'm going to just tease everybody. I'm going to open up after you do your intro with a uh, a story about me and Haynes pantyhose. Oh, all right. Hopefully he's not breaking into a house with them over his head. But anyway, thank you guys. You know, a little bit of a different show here this week, but please come back for part two because I'm sure we're going to get into some different kinds of things, but it's awesome. Johnny D, thank you for being here. I am Gerald Valley, and this is The Drop-In.